0: Santa Claus left the North Pole. He delivered a bunch of gifts, and he's delivering another day of the Santa Claus rally. We'll cover that. We'll talk to T3 Trading, see how they're approaching the holiday markets. Intel getting near 50 bucks. Happy about that. BMY makes another deal. I mean, this company is buying growth. It's Tuesday, it's pre-market prep, let's get it going.
1: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep
0: with your host, Joel Conin. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it?
1: And Dennis Dick. i am bidding a penny, I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day,
0: good morning traders and investors we're starting out in the green by five and a half handles at forty eight ten seventy five the buck up just a couple pennies one on one thirty seven Bonds not up much, five ticks, just under 124. Crude tacking on nearly a buck, 74.46. Gold working its way back to 2100, up 460 at 2073.70. Silver following suit, up seven and a half cents, 2464. Bitcoin a little weak today. Let's see if we can hold last week's low in Bitcoin. That's down $975 at 42,790. Let's bring in triple D and triple D. I, real quick, I have two non-market related things to talk to you about are you there
2: yeah i'm here can't hear okay. me
0: yeah yeah no you just yeah. came on switch okay. mics
1: uh, dennis for me i think your mic switched off
2: my my, uh, my mic switched off okay let me just go see how do i do that again money mitch that's why we need you settings, settings
1: settings and
2: then webcam just... audio just check uh, it. Here it is. I'm in there. Communications. We're looking for not the webcam. We are looking for a headset. There we Perfect. go. I
0: had okay. a
1: feeling something happened. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah, Mitch, you pop on here, too, because this is holiday talk. And uh, uh, All right. So, Dennis, did the Elf on the Shelf do a proper recognizance mission for the holidays? Mm. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, yes, I did. it did. I did.
2: did the research on it. Yes. Yes, yes. it did. Yes, yes, it did. I had to do the research on that as well. And yes, yeah. it did.
0: <laughs> I don't know what it was. Of course, I you know whether it's a holiday or whatever, I still wake up at like 5.36 in the morning, came down on my computer, and I see a big article about Elf on the Shelf. Yeah. Um, and I started to read it and I figured it out because I kind of felt like a dummy. so I
2: didn't know anything about it either. I really? before this before we got it this year I knew nothing about it and obviously <laughs> you know I had to learn a little bit as we went along here so <laughs> yeah right so, yes well,
0: and then my second thing and I'm so Michigan centric that you know leading up to the bowl game I'm wearing Michigan stuff, but I should be wearing a lion shirt today. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is the first division title in 32 years. Um, just unbelievable that you know it's been this long, obviously, since the division title. But I mean, do we have a chance to actually win our second playoff game this year because we've had one playoff victory since we've had the Super Bowl? Do we have a chance to get that first one? Well, I listen, think to listen to yep, this, listen to this.
0: I know y'all are hating this because it's sports. No, but, no, some know,
2: people like it and the other people hate it. There's nobody Okay, you know.
0: And Mitch, we'll bring in Mitch in a second, because I like
2: yeah. I He's here for Miami. Miami's had lots of good stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, so San Fran lost last night. So if Detroit, Detroit-Dallas on Saturday night, if Detroit wins that, they have a shot at home field advantage throughout the playoffs.
2: That would be insane.
0: That, that time would be insane, but... Uh, We'll bring in Mitch here, and we'll talk. The Finns look great too. I'm so glad they beat Dallas. And yeah. you want to hear? You want to hear a funny story? Um, and Lisa always gets mad at me when I tell this story. When I first met her, you know, I'm like, "Oh, you're a Lions. You know, we're Lions fans and stuff." I'm like, "What other team you like?" And she said, "The Dolphins." And the fans, I go, baby. "Yeah, the fans." I, I go, "Why?" She goes, "I like, I like the dolphin on the helmet." so nah, yeah. yeah i'm
1: not like it but
2: don't. yeah so
0: uh all right let's turn on our...
2: huge weekend for sports obviously so let's go though <laughs> We're not gonna. It's not stocks and jocks, Joel. That's on your Tuesdays. You guys, is yeah, stock, to what is Tuesday? I forget. I should have like talked Monday.
1: about. You should have talked about what you got for Christmas, guys. You guys didn't get any gifts, man. I did. Didn't
2: you see my tweet? I tweeted out what I got. If you go to okay, my Twitter okay, okay, now that's now that's what Santa we Claus be talking got me. Go to my Twitter feed now. You can actually show. I I love it. Stocking. I love it. I'm on my and way. it was a beautiful stocking, and it was an advertisement for Miller Lite. I'll tell you that because I got a stocking. Full of miller light which was just excellent it was the miller light themed christmas for me probably why i'm a little bit tired here this morning so
1: <laughs> you you were watching movies too i see here
2: back to the future yeah, yeah. The, the boy had this little car okay, i don't okay. know if you showed okay. that yeah we were watching back to the future the best movie ever made there's the stock oh, there and you might as well I, show the video too before we get started here. Uh go are back those up, the right to the old
1: Miller lights that you know just get stuck in the cooler and then you just, you know, you put them on yeah. the Yeah.
2: Go <laughs> yeah, Miller light, and then go up to the top, the very video that I just posted, because the boy got this rated not. That's an advertisement. Oh, oh,
1: this, this, is this is the
2: yeah, uh, he's got the remote control car and I went upstairs and he's like, I got I got I created this. And he's got this, this is the daddy <laughs> delivery service for the Miller oh
0: right. Lite, so it comes oh.
2: over, yep, and it goes and it works, you, you and I didn't twist it right it. on the video, but then you we know go, it's been on my the proud
1: popper right there. That's I was a holding papa. the thing on my right, I
2: don't usually crack a beer with my left hand, so I missed, but yeah, and it comes. He's actually sitting right here, the creator of that, so AI powered, Elon Musk, if you're watching, uh, we'll but you. Know, we'll sell this company to you for a billion dollars.
1: But this I really love that.
0: I, I love need that. Need an
1: autonomous yeah. beer delivery si- system. That's yes, it. I need yeah. an autonomous.
0: Well, will get. You're I got
1: look next year.
0: I got <laughs> a sp- a special surprise. Um, I I was invited to a Christmas Eve dinner. Yeah. Okay. And I got a stocking too, and I got a little Michigan little lunchbox thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to put you know keep the food in. But look what also I got. From Dana. Oh,
2: yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: Do you know Believe, what that's
2: from, Mousepad.
1: Okay.
2: Is it a mousepad? Know it's bad. from Ted Lasso. Yeah. Have I you like watched that show. yet, Dennis? I, like that I
0: love that show.
2: Yeah. You got to watch it. List. It's on the bucket list. Okay. And I got some other stuff. Okay. Okay. Nine that's minutes in, we have not talked one stock yet, but it that's is That's how stock we do list, it. We promise people, Market prep, It is the stock trading show. Money Mitch didn't tell us about his stocking, though.
1: Ah, of course, I got uh, more sports stuff, a sports jersey, a heat Miami culture jersey, so brand new jersey. But uh, let's get into what's your opinion, right? Because a big part of what we're talking right now is looking into next year and what has happened here in the Federal Reserve. So right now, the view is that the Federal Reserve could cut interest rates down to 3.5 and 3.75% by the end of next year. Of course, we're at 5.25 to 5.5 right now. What do you guys feel about this view? Do you guys really feel like this could actually happen next year?
2: Yeah, I think they're gonna cut rates. I've already said that, because I think the economy is- Do you think it could get to
1: 3.5?
2: No, I don't think we're going, if it goes 3.5, we got major problems in the economy. We'll say that much. If it goes that low, it's not because the Fed's just giving us a Christmas gift here. It's because the economy has fallen off cliff. But I do think you're going to get multiple cuts. I think Powell wants, I think we got one in election year to think mm-hmm. about, and they don't want the economy falling off cliff in the election year. And two is Powell's got his legacy to think about here. So he's trying to get ahead of it. So right now, the Fed is on the market side. It is why you have to be very cautious shorting. And then just into this week, it's hard to short this week, too. But my outlook for next year changed when Powell flipped. I mean, I was calling, you know, Mm. recession early 2024, and it looks like the Fed is not going to allow it. And if the Fed's not going to allow it, I learned the hard way in the 90s not to fight the Fed.
1: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that, too. Um, I'm going to show an image here, Joel. You can talk. uh, Yeah, I was just going to say,
0: um, you know, I was we we were definitely correct in saying that they were done. Right. And uh, as far as raising rates and mm-hmm. we weren't exactly sure of the pivot. And I, I was thinking about it over the weekend. I still think we're going to be steady. I, I'm, And, I, you know, okay. I, so maybe I was behind not catching the pivot, which almost, you know, except all the bond buyers out there and everyone bought the heck out of the stocks, got the pivot. But I think he's going to be very cautious on the way it goes down, I think the rate's going down five or six times. I think that's hogwash, unless of course he has data that we don't. And from what I, I've kind of maintained the whole time that this, I mean, I still see houses going up in my area. I still see people shopping. I still see the drive-through at Burger King and McDonald's long. So all my indicators so far are the economy is not falling off a cliff. But Mitch, go ahead. That's a good graphic there if you want to explain it. Yeah, I
1: think it's an important one, right? Watching the whole kind of transitory uh, conversation here, right? In June, he was saying that inflation had surprised again. Then July, he's saying we'll do whatever it takes to get inflation down. Then December comes in. That's us thinking that we've done enough now.
2: That's a huge statement.
1: I mean, that
2: statement is a game changer.
1: Yeah, complete game changer and an unexpected game changer, Uh right? Earlier that month itself, we've heard multiple experts say it, that he was still saying that they weren't maybe restrictive enough. And out of nowhere, he's saying, we've done enough? Well, I I think something had to And when inflation
2: is not down to 2%, Mitch. I mean, they've preached the 2%, but they haven't got down to 2%, and now they're saying they've done enough. And I, I agree with him that he's done enough. I think it lags. I think the data lags. But mm-hmm. he has not given any indication that he would, you know, try to predict that the data is lagging. He was going to wait for the data. So again, we've, we said last week, the Fed is now in the prediction business, apparently. And that is a game changer if you're sitting here actively shorting stocks. Thank goodness, you know, that this is a seasonally strong time and we've been bullish. I was expecting to get bearish. And I still think we're going to have like a cooling period in early January. I still think that's going to happen. But I don't think the economy is going to fall off cliff because I don't think the Fed's going to allow it.
0: I think by certain metrics, and believe me, I'm no math magician, but um, you know, Blue has said that we have come down to two. I mean, it, you know, and then you get other people saying, "Oh, but you're not factoring this, that, and the other thing," and really, we're at like eight, nine percent. But if you've been listening to Blue Putnam. The uh, managing director at the CME and his forecast over the last couple of years in the court uh, the, the you know, the route of inflation, he thinks we're already at two percent through his measures. So it's muddled. I, I still like, you know, I, I just want to rate steady. Let's see what happens with the economy. Um, obviously, I think, you know, what Powell said and did kind of spooks you a little bit. You know that we are falling off a cliff if he's going to talk with the pivot when the market's at all-time highs.
1: Of course, it's a Santa Claus rally right now. And uh, since 1969, the S&P 500 gained about 1.3% on average. So let's see what happens here. Can In this we get a little bit of a rally here towards the end? Of course, that's from Friday that just passed until the end of the week. What are you guys thinking? So, so the official, Santa Claus come to town.
2: Yeah. And just to clarify the official Santa Claus rally period from the stock traders almanac. Um, if you're following that specifically is the last five trading days of the year and the that- first two days of the new year. So obviously it's not always on the same day, depending on how the holidays, depending how the calendar falls, but that's the, 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 that's how stock traders almanac is calculated. And that's what we've always used. And in this period, to Mitch's point, once again, it's a very strong seasonally period. And there's a number of reasons for that. I think one of the main reasons usually is the market is historically, you know, and and often has up years and often you have follow through. We have money managers positioning maybe ahead of that. You also have a quiet period where there's less liquidity in the market and that might push stocks. If you have a buyer, it can push it a little bit further because a lot of traders take this week off. We don't. We don't take vacations or at least I don't. But. Um, that's why when liquidity is lower, when there's less orders out there, if you've got a real buyer in the market, it can push price further. So that's what you t- historically see. And I'm not fighting those trends. We've had a very strong year. There could be some window dressing towards the end of the year. You know, I've said you know, I think a stock like Microsoft could end up closing up near the all-time high. So saying it could gain another nine points this week, I think that's possible. Um, I got spooked on that, you know, big down day three days ago. But, you know, overall, the chart on Microsoft still very productive. So usually what you see is follow through on the leaders and follow through on the laggards. And what that means is the leaders lead and the laggards lag until the calendar flip. And then the calendar flip sometimes changes everything. So you've got to be aware that once we do go into the new year tax loss selling will be gone and that's what often keeps the laggards lagging and you know what you have is people coming in january one and saying i will sell my big winner here now because i don't have to pay the tax for another year so tax implications Uh really is what drives the january effect which i talk about some people use a different january effect but the january effect that i talk about is leaders to laggards laggards to leaders and the reason for that is the tax Mm -hmm. loss selling is all gone and people can now take profits and not take, play them until the next year so, all because of tax implications. So the way to play this, just short, is to buy the leaders for the first five days. And then, and the, again, the last couple of days of the Santa Claus rally, which would be in the January, it would be actually to take those gains.
0: Uh, just real quick, technical on Microsoft, kind of throwing out the highs and the lows of the, really for the entire month, you've had a nice trading range. And the bottom of that trading range has been in the like 365, 366 area. Let me get my data window here so I can be a little bit more precise. But you see the bottom of the range, let's call it 365. And then the the top of the range, I'm just going to use last week's high. Dennis mentioned that, 376. So, you know, a long uptrend, a pull, a little check back, a little consolidation. We all know what technical analysis say when you're in an uptrend, a pullback consolidation let's look to see a, a, a sustained move above 376 in mr softy and this is historically a
2: very light week for news as well and that's why you know obviously we're talking a little bit too there's not a lot of news we're going to get to that in a second but what that means is sometimes you don't have you know news to derail you where sometimes you get a new year and it's like oh all of a sudden we have new information and your job as a trader i continue to say this i will always say this is to change your mind when you get new information. You know, you're making a trade based on certain information. Information comes out, like you get like a warning from one of the guns, or something else happens, or maybe there's a macro event, could be anything. You have to be able to change your opinion like that. That is what you were in the business. If You're a trader. You're an investor. You can ignore headlines. You buy good companies or reasonable valuations. You are a trader. You have to actively be careful for news it's a very light news week so technicals tend to work very well you know where you're not going to get derailed often this week by some crazy headline that you know all of a sudden you know that we didn't see coming It usually doesn't happen this week again anything can happen but this week is
1: historically a very light week for news don't be the grandma right don't get runned over by the reindeer uh let's get Great to song. Intel Israel's government agreed to give Intel Tel Corp a 3.2 billion grant for a new 25 billion chip plant it plans to build in southern Israel. Both sides said on Tuesday this is the largest investment ever by a company in Israel. Of course, Intel's been trying to expand in different countries. What do you guys think of this? It's already up there. I think it's at like one 18 right now, 49.18, 4917. eighteen, forty-nine seventeen. Let's see if this can keep going. Will it get to fifty by the end of year? I wow. mean this has changed tunes completely. I mean, we were close to 25.
2: Yeah. And I messed this trade. This was in my long-term portfolio. I messed this totally up. You know, I wrote calls on it because I was like, "Wow, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And I called away and never bought the stock back. And, you know, here we go. You know, the thing's up at 49. This is the downside of writing calls. You know, you take a lot of downside and you don't get the upside sometimes. And you know, because a lot of people just write calls all the time seeing what do I have to lose? When the market crashes, you find out what you have to lose. Mm-hmm. And when the market really rips, you find out what you have to lose because you don't get the gains that everybody else does. So that is the downside of writing calls. Calls works great in a sideways market, slightly up market, oscillating market works well. doesn't work well in a ripper because you lose all that opportunity cost. doesn't work well in a crash because you take all that risk still. So, anyways, learning the hard way. I've always learned the hard way, but it seems like whenever I write covered calls, I'm always regretting it.
0: Uh, let's see here. Um, I guess the best uh, the best way to put this would be if I was Intel and I was building a new plant. I don't know if I would do it in Southern Israel, but uh, that aside, um, I would just look at the pre market high. Pre market high comes in at forty nine thirty. There's got to be a boatload of stock at 50. Uh, you peaked in April of 2022 yeah. at 49.90. It's just a big number. It's a target. I mean, there's there's got to be some big size there. So at least I think the first couple times up, the high freaks will be stepping out at 98.99, buying it back at 88.89, pushing it back up. The old tractor beam, which we haven't, talked about in a long time. You're not exactly getting a, a running start in it today. Uh, but I like it's gotten back half of this move. Full disclosure, I've been on this thing for a couple of years and uh, I'm not exactly sure what my average cost is. But keep an eye on 50 short term. I haven't been there in over like a year and a half. It got
1: sexy again, man. For a while yep. there, um, I, even I was, uh, you know, I was like, "Man, Intel's out." But uh, I remember, well, I, I was, was it the mention too. with Apple? Yeah. Was it that really got it going? I know it was. Oh, I think it was in. Was it Nvidia? I remember when it first gave this first spike, um, and that was like towards the 34. It was a mention with a bigger company. Uh, I, 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 can't I can't put remember it. The company I can't either, remember the company, but that's what changed it. At that point, all of a sudden, it became sexy again. Then it became an AI player, right? It, everyone started looking at for AI. Now look where it's at. I mean, almost up what 100 for the year. That's and do, this has just yeah, been, uh, look too uh, bad. And, and
2: in the last two months, Mitch, let's not discount what has really moved stocks in the last two months. And it has been the laggard rally. I yeah. mean, if you look in the last two months, yeah, Apple's up a little bit. Yeah, Microsoft is up a little bit, but nothing like the IWM, which is just ripping. So the laggards have picked it up in the last two months. We went from, you know, we've had a lot of stocks up 50, 60, 70%. ARKK ripping higher was sitting near the lows at the end of October, closing the years near the highs. This has been a ripper rally. So I still think lots of people sitting on lots of gains, actually, even short-term ones. And they're probably like, give me the calendar turn so I don't have to pay a tax until a year from now. So I do think you're going to have a rough first week of January. I don't know if there's going to be follow through, though, because I think the Fed's got the markets back. But I think this week still sets up well. Follow through here. Intel, $50, huge number, Joel Con just gave you.
1: Bristol Myers Squibb adding Premier Radio Pharmaceutical Platform with an acquisition of Raise Bio for sixty two fifty a share and a deal's worth $4.1 billion. This morning when I read this headline, I was like, is this just a repeat headline? (laughs) Oh, no, this is a brand new company, too. They buy it. They're on a just straight streak. It looks like uh, Christmas came for these companies and uh, Bristol Myers is definitely buying Crystal Myers is just hungry
2: here, just buying everything up here. It's like two days in a row they do a major acquisition, well, a major, oh, sizable acquisition. Yeah, this is not- good for small biotech. This is not in the XBI, so I, I don't believe it is. I, I just did a quick look. But with that being said, it gets people excited about you know smaller companies. Biotech has been running. We know we've had a lot of M&A lately in the XBI. I've been doing that trade. I talked about that trade over the weekend. Just being long XBI on Fridays and selling it on Mondays because it seems like we're getting deals and it gives you exposure to all these companies. And typically, these deals get announced on a mon- on the Monday. Today is obviously the Tuesday, but after the weekend. So I still think the trade is there. Long XBI on Friday, selling it on Monday or the net. Or it would, in this case, it would be Tuesday. And if you did that, man, you're picking up some pretty good money here again because the XBI is trading up 1.31 percent
0: and uh what's the company i wrote the symbol down and then i wrote something over it. it's like rx something that's uh, to co-
1: raise bio it's r r y z b
0: what uh, what do you know I, i'm throwing you under the bus here but do you, do you know what they have in the pipeline like what they're they're, they're obviously going the after technology. some specific drug
1: I think it's oncology. oncology.
0: The, yeah. the only reason I asked that, and like this is way above like what I follow in my pay grade, but this might be bad for like if you have another biotech stock yeah. and it's down today, it may you do your research, it may be related to this. I just want to alert our traders, investors, you got a huge level here in BMY, not a not a daily, not a weekly, but a monthly level here. Last month's high 50. 355. this month's high 53.48 uh trying to break a one two three four five six seven eight month losing streak uh we're poised to do that right now but man that 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 53.50 area if i could put stars all the way across the page which i could but it would take too long put mark that that is 53.50 maybe you should add to a winner if it goes through there, but that's not investment advice.
2: Yeah, I'm long BMY. I'm going to stay long BMY. And actually, when they did the acquisition, I believe it was Friday. Was it Friday they did this? And now they do another one? Yeah,
1: it just seems like they're on a buying streak, man. Yeah, Um,
2: but the stock was trading down and ended up closing higher. So they're starting to get to a point where they're just like, we like that they're picking up smaller companies and trying to buy growth and trying to like rebuild their pipeline here. I mean, Bristol Myers has been a dog for a very long time. I just bought this three weeks ago so i bought it as a dog and i'm buying it as the laggards become the leaders the leaders become the laggards to a certain extent as well thinking that maybe a stock like bristol myers could pick it up in 2024 so but again investments buying good companies at reasonable valuations bristol myers is definitely a reasonable valuation and it gives you a nice little 4.55 percent dividend here too which i don't think is going anywhere
1: You know, sometimes some of the best trades are when the the mentality and the current environment is on the complete opposite side. And I think that when we were going into, of course, late October into November, a lot of the mentality was that the consumer was slowing down. Right. And then we also talked about it here on pre-market prep that we expected to see some kind of holiday push. Right. Um, And that the weakness could come after the holidays, right? Well, one of the easiest plays I think that we could have been looking at is like an Expedia or a booking, right? Let's talk about holiday air travel here and then uh. we can also take a look at the airlines. 23. Holiday air travel surpassed the numbers from the same week last year. TSA screened over 17 million passengers last week. This is up 4.9% from the same time frame last year and 3.3% higher than pre-pandemic travel, which is the important part I think here to focus on, is that we truly have come back from the pre-pandemic travel. Um, Overall, you can definitely see things are a lot better than what they were, of course, from the pandemic time. And we're actually traveling more than we did in 2019. Uh, Expedia, booking, these stocks have been ripping. Leisure has been great. Can this keep going into 24? I think I can go to
2: 2024, just be careful chasing all this stuff and saying, yep, it's going to be a good year because of that January effect that will be coming on January. You only got four days left, you know, so you can milk these and I, if I'm long, maybe you do milk it, you don't want to take the gain either. But I mean, booking is at an all time high. This is the kind of stock that gets hit in early January because people are like, okay, I can finally book my gain, pun kind of intended. Um, Expedia, same story. I mean, the stock's been a monster. It's come back a long ways. It's not at all time highs, but it has a hell of a run here. And we're talking about a run from early October of ninety three dollars to one hundred and fifty five. So it's a stock's up sixty percent in two months. If you're buying it here, you are definitely chasing. Like I said, I think it could have still a decent couple of days. But um, I think when you come to January, I think you'll be tr- uh, trouble. Expedia. Full disclosure, I do have a day trading position in that too.
0: Uh, holding 150, uh, uh, longer term, that's a 50% retracement of the big tumble, uh, BK I mean, what do you do? You just, you know, you're long and strong. I don't know. Maybe move a stop up. I hate talking about $3,500 stocks. Yeah. The jet. I mean, if you want to just keep a broad measure here, keep an eye on the jets ETF kind of bunching up. It looks like you got a, a concentrated seller at 1940, 1950, So that would confirm another leg higher. Uh, But just one other airline stock I want to mention here. If ever I was talking about uh, Southwest and I'm like, well, as long as they don't cancel a bunch of flights, well, they cancel flights. It's Uh, not hitting. They had to cancel flights over the weekend.
1: Yeah. They were the airline that struggled through the holidays. Um, (laughs) Let's just say Southwest isn't what it used to be, right? I mean, everyone used to be like, oh, it's the best customer service ever. Now they uh, just just don't even answer the call anymore.
0: <laughs> when <clears throat> when I lived in Chicago, I used to be able to fly from Chicago to Detroit for nine dollars and ninety nine cents, and the back rows faced each other. Does anybody else remember yeah. that? You I remember
2: back that? rows facing each other, but I don't yeah. remember the nine ninety nine flight though. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys, um, we'll see what happens with these uh, airline stocks. Do you still got American? Oh, Dennis. i do yeah and i i well, probably you held it longer it. than i did man i mean it's yeah <laughs> me but that. it was
2: stuck in the investment portfolio it wasn't in the trading account i try not that the biggest problem i have again is over trading the investment account and i do that probably because i'm an active trader but i also do it because you know people you know because i i'd like to disclose my positions in the long-term side oh well, i disclose on everything but i mean you know when i'm talking the long-term side is disclosing, people know you're in it and then people really like are all over you on all the, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? I'm like, well, it's a long-term position. I'm trying not to look at it. Well, it's a long-term <laughs> position. I'm trying not to look at it. What are you doing the next day? You know, like people are asking me like crazy about Bristol Myers. because I just put it in the portfolio three weeks ago. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm holding it because I put it in the long-term account. It wasn't in the trading account. So I'm trying to hold on to it. Good companies, reasonable valuations. I thought American Airlines was a reasonable valuation too. Obviously, I was incorrect. It's come all the way back. I'm almost back to even on it. Um, But, you know... I still think it's a reasonable valuation. I don't, don't know if the airlines are always a fantastic long-term investment. They've been really long-term underperformers, but I just don't think people are just going to stop traveling. And I mean, this was a $60 stock at one point in time. I don't know if it's getting back to there anytime soon, but $14 is not an expense. This is not an expensive company.
1: I still remember we should have just bought Royal Caribbean when I came back. from. Oh, cruise. gosh. That's that little dot right here. Look at yeah, that. The thing. little low one. Look at that thing right the money there.
0: Now we're up here, man. What the yeah. hell? What, what, what about boots what they the said? At, indicator or boots the, on the sea. The, what about what they told you? I mean, at the yeah. last earnings report. The last earnings report. I don't know if we can pull it up in pro. Yeah, they're like, said- we are overbooked. I mean, they they told. I mean, the best they told information us. you told can hold us they told but you I told you. <laughs> I told you i told you guys
1: all right let's move on to manchester united agreeing to sell a 25 stake in the billionaire jim ratcliffe for 1.3 billion i thought they were trying to sell the whole company I not just 25 stake so now they're um, only selling
2: stakes they're getting rid of 25 percent of it yeah, so
1: only given the new york strip here not not the whole thing
2: I mean, people again, so excited. Those algo jumpers. There's thing trade over 23 bucks this morning, Joel. Or $23. Yes, over 23 <laughs> up to almost 23. <laughs>
0: 2248 people
2: so excited those algos those are so excited algos um i mean it's giving it all back is there a point here where it's kind it's come all the way back in here now will somebody think it's worth more i think it's productive at twenty dollars actually if you can get it all the way back down there after you're getting all this new news in there that there is somebody that actually just paid a higher stake i actually think maybe it is a buy twenty dollars
0: Busting out, man. You've been 1920, 1920, like boom, 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 boom. Potential breakout here. Got up into this gap area. But what I would like to see is establish, I mean, you're up 55 cents, good volume. I mean, establish a strong 20 bid here. And uh, I don't know where the valuation comes out with what the guy paid and everything, but uh, you get a strong 20 bid here. And this kind of fits a little bit of your laggard uh, description, too, as well, Dennis.
2: All right, yeah, I, don't... I I think manu. I, I I think I like it here at twenty. Somebody liked it higher than that. So when they're buying twenty-five percent <laughs> stakes, so they know more than I do. So I don't mind it here. It's come all the way back in. I wouldn't have bought it at twenty-two this morning, but it's giving you this new information almost flat. It's only up two percent
1: here now, so I don't think it's that bad here. Uh DC Studios continues their struggle in the box office as this Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom collected an estimated only twenty-eight point one million during its domestic opening this is the fourth lowest debut for a dc extended universe film the film was expected to open between 32 million and 42 million so big miss there um and of course the first aquaman had 67.8 million so just give perspective definitely seen that come down um i watched universal's other movie there too uh illuminations animated comedy of uh uh migration i don't know if you guys heard about that one that with the ducks you know they migrate south got to watch the kids movies you know uh but definitely they've been struggling here uh warner brothers can't get things together they're pulling back already um disney tried to make a move recently has been just going sideways what do you guys think about these streamers
2: um Tough. i don't know anything about this movie i never heard of this movie until you just mentioned it but i'm not a big fan you of don't all know of the aqua
1: like... man i'm
2: not a big fan the only aquaman i know was the he-man toy when i was a little kid it was was aquaman's little green figurine i can remember that one but i'm not a fan of all these superhero movies i just never was now either by yeah so i I. don't know any of these things but wbd doesn't seem to be caring this morning i I just think
1: dc star wars all those brands have lost their touch Oh They've that, lost don't their touch the Yeah. They've lost their touch though, man. They're not watched anymore as much as they used to be watched, Dennis. They just don't uh, watch the, the kids just don't go to the movie theater like they used to. I mean, they over milked it. I mean the movie theaters was packed. I could, yeah, I, oh, I, I shouldn't took a picture. That thing was slammed.
0: What um when I was there. Who, well, War this stock's not doing much. What wouldn't I said that Redbird Capital was sniffing around in? What what one was that? Um hmm. it wasn't Warner Brothers, I and mean, I think it's a stock that Warren's been in too. It was a streaming was company. Was it Para? Yeah, what's the symbol on that one?
1: P P A R A, Paramount, right? Oh, oh man. yeah, P A R A. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah Paramount. Uh, of course that didn't come to fish. But there is a movie that Warren I want to see. Have a
1: good touch there.
0: There there is a movie I want to see. What? Iron Claw,
1: Iron Claw. Okay,
0: yeah. Never this, heard of I told
1: you guys the Wonka too. I, I enjoyed it. The the Wonka movie. There's too many you Wonkas. Really wonka. Go check out Dennis remaking stuff and start Dennis, coming up with new stuff.
2: Go go watch it. Take the kids. Okay. All right. Oh, it's a prequel window. though. It was a prequel,
1: right?
0: Yeah, prequel. I'm telling A hey, hey, Dennis. Uh, the um Iron Claw is about the Von Erich brothers from wrestling, professional wrestling. Do you remember but, them at which all? Brothers too. Stop. The Von Erich brothers.
2: I don't remember the Von Erich brothers. What year is yeah.
0: this? Early eighties. Like Early eighties. It looks intense. Are they
2: in the WWF? Uh, <laughs> the b- Von b- b- Erich b- b- brother. I do not remember the Von Erich the brothers. The Wildlife Federation. I've heard of them, but I don't remember watching them. So I'm wondering when they were. They're probably from like the sixties, Joey. Probably way
0: It says eighties, Dennis. <laughs>
2: In the eighties it was all about Hulk Hogan and and King Kong Bundy and Big John Studd. I don't remember no Eric Brothers. <laughs> I'm probably brutal. They
1: right, were huge well, back I, then. I well, think it's the
2: seventies. I think one I was like, thing's for certain
1: is um I'm sure there's people been adding uh, some old. streaming services. Um, do you guys think that we're going to get some good numbers from streaming services going into the uh, next year? It's just
0: so many. Of, and you know what also really makes me mad is, like, they're even slowing down Comcast now. Like, you got to go to something, and then you go to Amazon, and I got to ask Lisa for, like, what's the password? Oh, yeah. And yeah. then you yeah. go back to something else, and then it's like, I just want to click. Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 7, Channel 50. You know, boom, 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 boom. boom. Back and forth, back and no, forth. No, that's I'm... not
1: the way it works, man. It's all
0: oh, about apps, it.
1: apps, apps, apps. You got
2: oh, go to close one, go the other. <laughs> the, on <laughs> cable TV, the advertising is completely out of hand. It must be because they're hurting so much, but it feels like it's more advertising than show now. It used to be like, You know, you'd have your 22-minute show and eight minutes of advertising. I feel like it's 15-15 now. Like, I don't know if it's true, but it's just the ads go on forever. And I was watching a movie. I can't remember what it was. It was just on normal cable TV. And I finally got fed up. I'm like, the ads are just out of hand. I actually closed cable TV, and I went and streamed it because I didn't have to watch the dang ads. But I mean, people are going to continue to cut the cords if they want to advertise that much (laughs) to us. It's completely out of hand. I don't know what Comcast is doing. Um with you know and what all these you know at you know teeth you don't like three minutes and a thing. half?
1: You don't like three minutes and a half of
0: commercials, man?
2: No, it's brutal, it's <laughs> absolutely brutal. The two hour, yeah, the, the two hour movies four hours now. It's just a joke. Do you, so,
0: you want know you don't
3: even know what's more cut
2: with I'm honestly thinking about cutting the, the the cord myself, you know, just streaming everything just because and, and if it wasn't for sports, I would have did it a long time ago. But I don't like the lag when you're streaming, you get the lag. You know, I don't like my buddy texting me and 16 seconds later, there's the goal because oh. he's on traditional. And I'll tell you, like, on, on, you know, when you've got cable, and I'm not streaming cable, I'm on a digital cable box, I'm honestly 30 seconds ahead on some of the sporting events, 30 seconds ahead of the stream. So once they can figure out how to stream quicker, then, you know, that yeah, that's cable's just one it's thing really you over. The only reason I stay is because I'm watching the sports and I don't want the lag.
0: You didn't so, like a little lag, man? Come on. Uh, no. man, well, just to highlight this point, do you know? Uh, I mean, and, and of course, I'm still going to keep my Michigan football tickets and everything, but now the, t- the TV timeouts are three and a half minutes. Yeah. So you, it, you go, and, then, and there's a guy. I don't know why they have him wearing a red hat at Michigan Stadium, but he stands on the field. He has a red hat on, and he stands there with his arms folded, okay? And then when they can't start the game until he leaves the field. So three and a half minutes. So let's say there's a touchdown. Michigan scores a touchdown. They do a kickoff, and then someone does a play, and then someone gets hurt. There could be seven minutes of non-football, seven minutes of commercials in a matter of, uh, of nine minutes. And the final story on this and my dad, who was ahead on some stuff, behind on some stuff, but he hated TV of football games so much. There was a Michigan football game we were playing Ohio State, and there was a a goal line stand. Ohio State was trying to score, and back in the old days, they used to have these carts that went on the sidelines, right? Because they had the cameras, and the cart was we were we're pretty high, but the guy sitting in the you know filming it was blocking our view our total view of of the goal line stand and my dad wanted to go down on the field and knock the guy off there and we we, we had to hold him back and i can't remember if we held him or not but well i mean he
1: pays the bills i'll I'll tell you one thing i was watching uh dennis the menace this uh weekend uh dennis the menace man
2: How much is that kid? was trouble, man.
0: How much is that going to cost, Jason?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> for advertising
1: for him. That, that's for, for, that, for the they could pay it, man. No worries, Dennis the <laughs> Menace, man himself. Right? I mean, that's, uh, that's a, what I that was, was a bad about.
2: kid. I was never like that. I was always a good kid. I never got names <laughs> at all. That kid was bad, man. <laughs>
1: That boy, Boy. Dennis the Menace. All right, let's keep going, team. Let's talk a little bit about some other stocks or maybe what's on the shopping list, Um, especially uh, as we get closer towards the end of the year. I think we should think about that. Um, What are the trades that I'm thinking about? And I wanted to throw it to you guys. And I would never usually think about these, but starting to make sense charts-wise, story-wise. What do you guys think about utilities and maybe playing something like Duke excel um there, there's so many names i could bring in here right uh, um we can do southern company i mean yeah. I, I like i like excel and duke just because i've used them right and i've lived in that area like you know yep. trade what you know kind of thing uh, but yep. what do you guys think about uh utilities overall I mean,
2: i mean utilities have been hit and they're down and they've obviously come back a little bit here but You know, they were hit because higher rates. You know, why I've I've said for a long time, why do you want to own a utility stock when you get 5% risk-free? You know, you're getting a 5% dividend, and it doesn't make any sense. But we're at a point here now where if they're going to start lowering rates, it becomes an interesting trade. So I've slowly started, not utilities, but they're all the same thing, preferred stocks fall in the same category. These are trading like bonds. Longer term, these companies are stable. You know, the cash flows are stable. Like you said, Mitch, you use it. You know, I've talked about Enbridge before because I use it. I pay multiple bills to Enbridge every month. I mean, these things have been down because we thought rates were going to stay up forever. If rates start to come down and come down significantly then that's a game changer and these stocks actually probably do outperform. So I think there's a place here to start looking at consumer staples. I think there's a place here to start looking at utilities. I think there's a place here to start looking at preferred stocks if the Fed is going to start cutting rates.
0: Dennis, let's look at this chart here. This 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 is a different looking chart here than the equities. I mean, you got the pop. It's almost like they don't believe that, Rates are really going to be going that low here. Let me share my chart. Look at this XLU chart. This is, does this is like uh does not look like an equity chart here? Look at this. You had to pop what to 67, uh, 66, 70. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So do you just load up and lean on 62 here? And then that's what I'm thinking. Like, Joel.
1: That's what yeah. I was thinking. Like I could see I, that. I, and I I'm maybe. wondering, go ahead, Dennis. No, I'm with you, Mitch.
2: I think I think it's a good point you bring up here. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to utilities. I mean, the actual yeah. yield is only 3.43%. I've talked about General Mills for a while here. GIS. And GIS lifted. <laughs> we talked about a 6263, ran to 68. It's come all the way back down. And you just don't wonder if you're getting into, you know, maybe people just aren't going to ever eat cereal again. We're just done. But these are consumer staple things. General Mills is, you know, making, you know, stuff that people just buy. And I don't know, where is the P.E.? It used to trade with a ridiculously high P.E., but I think that P.E. has come down to a reasonable level as well. So going to our trusty Benzinga Pro, typing in GIS, just using their data in here and looking at the P.E. I mean, the P.E. on the forward basis is 14. I don't know where it tracks. We need that P.E. chart, you know, that you've always talked about, Joel. You need a chart just tracking P.E.s. But I can remember General Mills trading with a P.E. of over 20 at one time. So, I mean, a PE of 14, we talk about buying good companies at reasonable valuation. General Mills has been a good company for a very long time. If you believe, and it's a big if, that inflation is beaten, and if you believe that you know labor inflation isn't going to harm them and margins aren't going to get squeezed further and they can pass through all their customer prices anyways, if you believe inflation has been beaten and if you believe interest rates are actually coming down, General Mills is probably a buy here. But, and in your, to your point the utilities, it's all the same argument, preferred stocks. They're all kind of the same thing, trades as bonds. But if inflation starts to tick higher, that's where stocks like this are going to be getting hit. Because one, it's not just a fear of higher rates coming back, it's the fear of margins getting squeezed. Inflation does not help these companies. They can raise prices of cereal, but it pisses everyone off. But if labor inflation squeezes the margins or anything, that can be an issue. But I think it's an interesting conversation at this point in time
0: definitely
2: go ahead
1: Joel.
0: i know elf on the shelf i think was on some cereal box too i think i read that in the article
1: (laughs) that's why you want it that's why you got to get it because the elf on the shelf right um no i mean these stocks have been kind of just forgotten just sitting on the sideline right they're forgotten Um, yeah forgotten. that's just what it is and I think
2: there's a play there. I think maybe, you know, if the narrative has indeed changed, if we are indeed going into an interest rate environment where interest rates are going to be starting to come down, these stocks have been punished severely because of higher rates. So I think you start thinking about it. Um, like I bought more Loblaws preferred stock. I've been loading up on the Loblaws. It's The symbol is L in Canada. If you're Canadian, the preferred is L.PRB. Um, I bought more of that last week as well for the simple reason is that I think rates, rates have peaked. And if I go to Loblaws, the stock itself, it's the biggest grocery store in uh, Canada. And if you look at the long-term chart, you can't bring it up because it just trades Canadian. But if you bring up the long-term chart, it's at all-time highs. Like Loblaws is killing it. The stores are just busy. They do everything right. So you're buying a preferred stock in something that is obviously got you know the ability to pay their dividend. The dividend is now 6.39%. It's come up Woo! a little... Yeah, it's not a bad dividend. That's a long-term dividend, six point three nine percent. The preferred stock used to trade at twenty-five; it trades at twenty. So I think in this case, not only do I get the six point three nine percent for waiting, I think eventually that preferred stock could get back to twenty-five, and I pick up you know an extra you know uh, four points on that if it does get back to twenty-five. So I think there's a play there. These are conservative investments now, I'm making a hundred percent on your money. You're just, you know, adding, you know, some income to your portfolio. So building a long-term account.
1: ACI, I see you, Joel. We'll see if that ever gets through there and starts to make a move also. But we get our guest today, guys. Smash the like. We'll get right to it. Let's bring on Christian Tharp. All right, Christian Tharp, CMT. Uh, chief <laughs> technical analyst, of course, and ready to get to the action. Of course, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the market. And do you see Santa Claus coming to town? Because it seems <laughs> like uh, definitely been bringing some green on the screen. What have you been seeing, Christian?
3: Well, I tell you, um, first off, great to be back with you guys. Uh, really enjoyed it the first time. So glad it could be back. Uh, you guys are actually kicking off my vacation today. So nice, nice, you guys and I'm on the road. So uh, but that, that's how much I love the market. Uh, I think uh, I know historically um, when it comes to the Santa Claus rally, it, it tends to be a positive stretch uh, mm-hmm. more often than not. One of the things that I've tried to remind my students of going into this week was just to remember that it's not like an overly bullish bias. Right. It's just more of an indicator, not a, you know, a seasonal thing. I Right now, it's like it's a market that doesn't seem to want to stop. It's, it is it does to me seem as if we're running out of gas a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we're uh, at least stopping to think about some things. Uh, but I think maybe we push through. I think we maybe get this seven day stretch uh, positive and then I'd be a little bit cautious going into the beginning of next year.
1: And of course, as we get closer and closer into next year, we'll be thinking about the January effect and how that might p- come into play. Of course, we've been seeing the IWM's recent breakout. How do you feel going into next year? Where do you see some strength maybe early on? Um, what are you going to be looking for? Is it it's small cap, uh, middle caps, or are we still looking at the large
3: caps? Well, I think you hit the hit the nail on the head. The small caps have been doing awfully well. Um, I think what did we have historically? The... Uh, the fastest, uh, switch from 52 week low to 52 week high on the Russell, uh, just recently, right. that was mm-hmm. heck, of, heck of a stretch there. So yeah. I think it's hard to look away. I know that when I, my watch list is formulated around a lot of small caps moving a lot of, uh, pretty good, I would say explosive moves at the upside. So I know that I like that area anyway. Um, but I'm also watching, I'm watching things like, um some of the you know panning out like the more aerial views so keeping an eye on bitcoin keeping an eye on nice. uh, how do you feel about bitcoin well i tell you what we we watch it uh, i'm not a huge crypto person but i think as we joked the first time i was here just a chart's oh, yeah. a chart's a chart right so throw it in front of me exactly. um what i do is i always analyze bitcoin like the big dog in the fight so to speak for my students and then they can decide to uh you know, uh, handle the individual cryptos as they see fit. If you go back when Bitcoin finally pushed through that 30K, 31K area, our forecast at that point was a run to a minimum of 45K. Um, if you look back, 45 uh, historically was a meaningful number. And sure enough, if you look over the past few weeks, uh, that's where Bitcoin is just hovering underneath that 45K number. I think eventually uh you know, Bitcoin takes that out and moves higher. Uh, But, you know, uh, when it comes to technical analysis in these levels, any number uh, we were talking about, uh, C limited, SE, you know, and the fact that it it just has nothing to do with Bitcoin. But like if you look at that chart there, you're going to see pretty good uh, what appears to be a continuation head and shoulders pattern sitting on top of that 35. Right. So, on one hand, we have this bearish setup, but as I tell my students, you want to wait for it to prove that to you. So same thing, even though I think that's going to break down based on uh, the price action that it's given us. I look back at Bitcoin I say the same thing. The price action to me implies we're going to break through that 45K, but I would wait to see that happen before I acted.
1: Definitely. I know that a lot of people will be watching to see what happens there in Bitcoin. Some people talking about 100000 next year. Let's talk a lot about what sectors and industries you're looking for our performance next year. Um, Do you think it will be continued in technology? What are
3: you looking at, Christian, uh, going into kind of sector and industry talk? Uh, Well, we are looking a little bit. I think it'd be worth taking a look at materials and industrials and financials going into the year. Uh, especially look at how they have performed as of late. Uh, it does appear over recent weeks when we do our sector rotation, the materials and industrials have been moving up the ranks a little bit for us. So whether that, like, for example, just looking at the last week, how the the tech names kind of lagged a bit, and that has been uh, happening. So it does look like there's this rotation going on. We are specifically watching gold and oil To give us the cue to start taking a closer look at those Mm -hmm. Uh, oil has been in a pretty good down channel over the last three six months and we're watching to see you can kind of see just visually look right there in the upper right pretty perfect channel you can see and so we're watching to see if we can take out the top side of 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 that channel which on my side seems to look like it's in the general 76 dollar area at this point probably comes down to 75. 67 on the downside, you can see it over there on the left. If oil were to take out that 67, that to us would say, all right, never mind. Maybe we want to be bearish on that. But we're watching to see if oil can take out that top side of the of this channel here. And uh, watching gold, gold, big level at 2085-ish. If you look back the past few years, failed to take it out. I think I might have been on the call with you when it took a, for its first shot at it mm-hmm. earlier in the month. And sure enough, this past week came back up there again. So if we see these happen, then we're going to lean more into those kind of energy names. Um, and again, that tends to favor things in the materials industrial space we've noticed as well. And then we're also looking to see GDX had recently broken out of its own little inverse head and shoulders. It is holding above that. So if gold can take that out, then we're also going to take a look at some of those gold names as well.
1: Excellent. Something definitely to look at. I've been watching also those materials, seeing what's going to spike there. Gold, silver being the talk. I've also watched some coal players, so keeping that on watch. Um, and Christian, um, where do you see maybe opportunity that maybe some a name that somebody isn't watching? right? Um, I always like to talk about uh, names that maybe isn't the sexiest name, but still with a really nice setup on the charts. Any chart out there catching your eye, Christian?
3: Well, we're on the same page, Mitch, because I brought two sexy names and nice. then one and then one not so, which was the uh, the C, the SE, uh, one that I don't know that too many, uh, okay. when you go through the news feeds, too many are talking about. We're watching that for a potential bearish or bullish play. So if you look at the stock, 35 is about as clear as sunshine. If that breaks below 35, exactly. for those looking for bearish plays, I think you got to take a look. The second trade that we see there is look how important that 40 level is going back. Okay, resistance a couple times here recently, support a couple times before that, resistance a couple times before that. So if we see that stock move above 40, we think we've got a bullish trade up to at least the 45, 46 type zone. Mm-hmm. But the pattern over the past few months implies a bearish breakdown with that head and shoulders. So that was the one that was a little bit more off the beaten path that we are watching and waiting for its move. The way we look at it is I always say, here's your setup. At some point that stock's breaking 35 or 40. We want to be ready to act whichever direction it goes. Uh, The two big names that I was looking at Tesla's one we continue to watch Tesla's, I think something that, um, you know, a lot of people are watching a lot of time. But if you look at the past two plus years, there's a trend line of resistance that goes back that entire run that we are now testing for the sixth time. All right. So uh, there was a failed attempt to get above it prior to its uh, not most recent earnings, but two earnings ago, the stock had pushed above that trend line, failed and came back down. For the past few days you'll notice the stock is sitting right under that trend line so i think tesla is something that should be watched if it were to take out i've been saying if you need a number call it 260. if it takes that out you got to be looking up in the 313 area if you look back the past two years you're going to see a lot of resistance up at 313. if you really pan out there could be this massive head and shoulders being formed inverse on tesla so we could be looking at a much bigger break than we might look at. So Tesla, are watching on multiple uh, degrees of scale. Um,
0: Christian, real quick here, just on the SC setup here. Uh, like, what do you, like? I'm I'm looking at the 40 here. Like, what it, you know? What do you like? What do you classify as like? Okay break over 40 a couple times you need a, like a certain amount of closes above 40 sure. or how do you classify it and then also would you risk down to the 35 or would you find an intermediate level in between
3: absolutely so um what the way I look at it is that you know if the stock Peaks its head above 40 intraday right uh, obviously if we wait for a close which is how I define hey we have broken in other words, the Bulls were able to push through the defenses of the Bears and they were able to hold the line, okay? If you get pushed back down by the close, right, the Bears kind of said, nope, not today, all Right? So I look at this, just that one close is my cue, right? But there's that kind of, do you want the higher probability, right? If we get the close, let's say we close at 41 today or something or Thursday, all right, everybody always wants to kind of be in at the, at the closest and best. Oh, I'd love to get a pullback. What if you don't get it? Bottom line is a close above 40 to me would send that signal. I'd be setting, uh, you know, the risk right under 40. Like if we fail to hold it, that's the barometer. If you look back a couple months ago or just really just a month or two ago, once we held above 40, we should be holding 40. That's your line in the sand. Once we have taken that back as bulls, we should hold it. So I'd be looking at something like, hey, we start dipping down into the, you know, 38 and a half ish type area. We could have a problem and back down to 35 we go.
1: I agree. Thank you. Like always, if you guys want to stick with, of course, the CMT, Christian Tharp, definitely check him out, guys. There's the link in the chat. Like always, uh, if you guys want to go ahead and continue building, you know, Christian works with tons of different traders. Uh, if you guys haven't checked them out before, I definitely go ahead and do it. Also, does some options teaching too. So it's not just only the technicals. Go ahead and learn from Christian. Thank you. Like always, Christian. I hope you have a a great holiday time. I know that you're about to go and enjoy it. So enjoy that holiday time. Have a great one and happy new years. If we don't see you until 2024.
3: You bet right back at you guys. Have a great one. See you next time. Thanks, Christian.
1: Take care. All right, let's get back to the markets. How are we looking here, Joel? And we'll do a little bit of some holiday ticker time. I'm trying to give you guys a present or two. So throw it up there if you guys got a stock to check it out.
2: Joel's on mute.
1: No oh, mucing. the good old fashioned mute button. He's good at that. Joel's like mad. Last show, man, year. Last year. Well, first of all, I, did I you, got did I'll you,
0: take
2: Joel. Last of the year. There's no the way that's there? the last
1: one this year
0: they're hunting
1: I, in between the guests there
0: <laughs> wardrobe change <laughs> he did change he went hunting what Dennis. Happened? He, he went he, he, he's trying
1: to fade in the back well, my lion's,
0: lions shirt. shirt it's my lion's, lions
1: shirt. shirt yes it's it's my camo. Camo. only in oh my detroit gosh, do they do, do they
0: shirt. make camo football gear <laughs> Because, yeah, Detroit Lions in the jungle because I don't know in if it's going to be another 30 years before we win a title again. So, and also, it's 55 degrees here, Dennis. I don't know oh, what it's, it's like for you up in the tundra. Crazy, Joel. Yeah, no, crazy. 30, I, so,
2: okay, the temperature right here right now, definitely seasonally warm. There's not even a drop of snow on the ground. It's all gone now. Um, looking here. Kids messing with my phone it's 36 outside right now so you know pretty, what the best indicator but it's was it's gonna be like 40s today like it's so warm
0: i I paid for unlimited snow plowing
2: <laughs> instead of per
0: push that guy is laughing he probably he's is laughing in, at you man he's probably in florida right now
2: yeah just killing it
0: yeah <laughs> okay um we'll do the sps and then we'll do five or six tickers and then wrap it up here on this tuesday uh, Dadsville, man, we are hardly moving in the SPs. I'd like to see uh, file through to the pre market high, and then just because we're not moving them much, my next target would be Friday's high at 2175. Um, in order to have a new closing high for the move, it's right there as well. On a pullback, um, it might take a stab at mid range of 4807 and then uh lean on the pre market low. Dennis, what are you seeing out there?
2: Well, uh, the imbalances are mixed and there are some sell imbalances, and that wouldn't surprise me if we do see the S&P's leak a few points here before the open because they are more to the sell side. Um, just cherry picking a few here, like Square for instance, 61,000 to sell. It's significant enough that I think it's got the stock even in the red here. So you can see it's just ticked to the red here. They're starting to look at this stuff um, this morning. Gap has a big buy imbalance GPS if you're looking at that one, 156,000 to buy. So you can see, and it's up 2.4%. You can see clearly here that the imbalances are actually pushing stocks around. On these slower days, you know, you get one buyer or one seller. Like I said, it can really push price. And Why not look at the imbalance information? Because maybe there's just not that big institution to offset it here today. Um, Uber was trading up over 62 this morning, has leaked it all back. It's had a sell imbalance all morning, 36,000 shares. Now, these are not huge by any means, but they're notable. Relative. They are, uh, relative. They're relative. relatively, yeah. yeah. On, a, on a low liquidity day, you see 48,000 to sell on Shopify. You see 61,000 to sell on Square. You think, well, maybe you know, there's going to be a little bit of leakage going into the open, and that's an edge. I mean, I'm using information that's publicly available out there to try to get an edge here. And you know, that's why I'm thinking. Maybe S and P's just leak just a little tad going into the open.
0: Dennis, do you have time to do just a quick? quick imbalance uh, approach real quick in one of these stocks I mean you mention them and we talk about it you know I know you don't like to try and get out ahead of the imbalance because it can flip do you want to or do you want to say well, that sometimes
2: for... you know, there's multiple ways to trade imbalances I mean if you've got a big sell imbalance in something there's no news obviously if you know there's a big sell imbalance, in some stock that's downgrade or the stock that's got major news there's a reason for that but you know what I usually like to look for is the absence of news so I see a big seller on no news or no news that I see sometimes even miss the news but you try not to miss the news you know you're looking at your pro and you're trying not to miss the news but if you've got a big sell balance in a stock like square that means the stock might open a little bit too low relative to fair value meaning maybe you know square opens up around seventy six fifty or something over and then you might be able to flip it out so what I've historically traded and is, you know, to be buying, you know, and surrounding it. So, you know, you you put your buys below fair value and your and you're shorts sure above fair value, basically enveloping where it is. That's one way to play it. It doesn't always work because sometimes you've got follow through. so The other way to play it is you believe the imbalance and you think Square is going to open down and you short it in the pre-market and then you try to cover it on the opening print. I mean, there's another way to play it too. So if you're a believer of the number, you think Square actually is going to open. Right now, it's indicate open at 71. That is not going to happen. What they do, what they do, it's called continuous book price. So what they do on the NYSE is they'll give you a price that clears the trade. So if they have 62,000 shares to sell, they look at everything in the book, and the computer will clear it. Now again, there's going to be orders filling in. There's going to be more buy orders coming in, so it's not going to open at 71. So it's probably going to open in the 76s maybe even in the 77s but one big buyer can come in and say I want 100,000 to buy and that would go from 62,000 to sell to 38,000 to buy just like that that can happen but you don't on this day you don't typically see those big buyers or sellers just new ones emerge because they're just not here they're on holidays with their kids so that's why imbalances can push price around a lot this week, and it's important to look at that information.
0: How long do you give it? Like, Are you like, you're like, oh, boom, I get hit at 76.50? Are you like, okay, I'm going to see if I can hit a 76.80, 90 bid? Um,
2: just flip out fast. It can get crowded. If there's one that's really late to open, a lot of times those get very crowded, and then it can actually go the other way. If too many day traders that bought the open, and then they're looking all for the flip, and now all of a sudden, you know, it gives another tank just to shake those guys out. So sometimes better to buy the tank of the tank. I mean, there's so many different, you know, like variations. To into that. Yeah, there's mechanics going into it. But other things being equal, stocks that open too low tend to be buy. Stocks that open too high tend to be sell.
0: Will you leave that order out there after the open um, to buy, like, a, you yeah, know, for maybe. the
2: well, no, so I put them OPG, opening only okay. orders from getting the opening print or it's getting killed. And then what you've got to remember is liquidity is always low after the opening print. So you just throwing out an order to sell yeah. it right away sometimes will spook the stock down further. It's amazing. Like, I mean, sometimes I buy something on a fairly large stock, even like, let's say a stock like FedEx or something fairly large. You throw out a couple hundred shares, shares to sell the bid straight out and the offers come in. And it's because there's no other seller in there. Your 200 shares are actually pushing the price down. So you have to be somewhat careful, you know, when how you're trading that you're not pushing the price away from you. You're trying to sell it. You throw out your order and then boom, you know, it's going down on me like, oh, no, it's tanking. Now I'm going to go lower, lower, lower. And then boom, you get lifted and then it pops back up. You're literally your 200 shares on FedEx after the open will push price. People don't believe that, but it will. After the 930 open, liquidity is very low. So, I mean, and we, you know we're talking about, you know, like, you know, extending the show, doing a different product and stuff. I mean, some of this stuff, this is what we would cover if we extended the show um you know to to cover the opening you know cover you know different mechanics how i trade the stuff i've traded the opening for 24 years i mean there's a lot of different decent strategies around that
0: um so something like ups with a downgrade you would say okay uh, i'm out there's on a this.
2: reason for a selling balance there right. so ups okay. is downgraded here today there's a reason there's six thousand shares to sell Stock is indicated open at one fifty five. I mean, this is all information that you can subscribe to. A lot of you have to pay for this information, but if you're sitting there at Robinhood, you're not getting this information. I mean, and you drill
0: down people. on the uh, charts too, right? You look at every chart on every stock that you put an I order know. out on, it. <laughs> you, and you know, uh, and that's a joke.
2: No. <laughs> Definitely not. I don't look like at charts hardly at all, um, but I, I am aware if there's moves. Sometimes look at a chart, make sure it didn't have a maybe it had a late move Friday that I didn't oh, see. Oh, they down in the close. So I got to look at the intraday chart just to make sure it didn't gap down because that could change things. But on a stock like UPS is a reason for the downgrade. So it's likely to open lower just because it's downgraded here today. It's trading down a dollar in the pre-market. So lots of different mechanics. This is day trading conversation, though, which is interesting. You know, a lot of people listen to the show. They're investors or swing traders. Well, the short term day traders listen to the show, too. This is stuff you need to know.
0: OK, all right. We'll let you skedaddle out of here. Um, happy Boxing Day. Oh, yeah, it's a holiday
2: for me. I'm not supposed to be working today, but I am. I
0: know, I know. Tell Laura, thank you very much for letting me uh,
2: work for me. Okay. Get money, match
1: Later, Dennis. Have a good one. Joel, have a great one yourself, man. Uh, have a great day. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And tell them about tomorrow so that they all know.
0: Oh boy! Oh boy! Who did I? Oh, you got me! Oh, good. I I th- you on, I, th- I, th- I um, thought we were gonna. Year. I thought we were gonna do a few more well, tickers, but that's pull okay. It up? We could still pull it. Oh no! 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 This is like. good. This is a good call. So uh, tomorrow we're gonna be on from eight to ten, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to some people about the end of the year. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk to Todd Gordon at eight ten. We're gonna mm-hmm. talk to Sahuk Malwet. Mal- Manuelen from uh, Wedbush. He's real good on the tech, tech market. Me Schneider at 8.50. She puts out her year-end report and uh, be looking forward to that. Uh, and then also got some tough questions for Cameron Dawson at 9.10. And then on four, I thought I was going to have Gene Munster and Dan Ives on at 9.30, but Dan had to cancel at the last second. So uh, if you guys, I got Gene Munster coming on at 9.30. If you guys uh, have any particular questions, I I got my questions for them. But if you have any questions for any of those experts that are coming on tomorrow, as I said, we'll be on from 8 to 10. uh, Send me an email, joel at benzinga.com, and uh, I'll throw those questions at them. So get ready for the open there. Uh, Mitch, have a good day, and uh, we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning.
1: All right, Joel, take care like always guys tune in like always and all information today is for informational purposes only not to be used as investment advice and opinions do not represent those of benzinga hosts and guests may maintain positions in securities discussed today now to bring you over to live trading that's coming up next nick brown joins me on live trading as i get to through it. Of course, it could be a little bit of a lower volume, but we'll still have a great day. Come join us on live trading. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere, team. We got a lot more for you guys right here, of course, on Benzinga.